Here's the situation, Rush. I made a bracket for you. Been a little bit. Been a little bit since I put one together for you. So you're going to leave someone alone amongst the field who in a way have been left alone themselves. I'll explain more once once our theme and stuff is, is revealed. All right. Uh, I'm Rush Howell. I'm TJ Jagodowski. And this is Here's the Situation, a real podcast about hypothetical situations. This week's theme, TJ, is the grandma awards. Yes. The grandma awards. Yes. I think the Grammy awards are soon. Maybe tonight, maybe within a week of now or something like that. So I think per our usual, we are really topical for the day we're recording this and we'll be out of date by the time it by the time it airs. Yeah, it will may not surprise you to learn, TJ, that in my entire existence, uh-huh. I have I have watched combined under thirty minutes of the Grammy Awards, all all of which has been by mistake. I've accidentally flipped <laughs> through it and seen something happening and been like, "Oh, oh, the Grammys," and then yeah. you know, moved the channel. So I can't say I've never seen any of it because I I have had the TV on, but it's uh, I don't know much about the Grammy Awards, but I do know about awards and I do know about grandmas. Yeah, that's so, all you. That's all you really need. That's all you really need for today, my friend. I think we're going to be all right. All right. So I'm going to kick us off with a little double ward. This is a, this is, this gets ward coming and going two different wards. (laughs) Okay. I like it. (laughs) So here's the situation. Yes. You are a ward of the state. Okay. And you are going now to finally be released from your position as a ward of the state, uh, which I understand to be a juvenile that is under the custody of the state. Yep. I think there's like a ward of the court versus a ward of the state. And it has to do with whether or not you've been incarcerated first. Uh, but okay. in any case, let's say you weren't incarcerated. You were you you were you met some unfortunate <laughs> circumstances and became a ward of the state. Yep. And now you are going to be handed over uh, to live with one of these fictional TV dads. Oh, okay. One of these fictional TV dads, and I want you to rank them from bottom to top. All right. In terms of uh, who you would most if, like to live with to if, least like. If I had been a ward of the court and I wanted to uh, continue to get away with absolute murder, I would pick Ward Cleaver to be my yes. to be my dad. I would. So we, indeed, that yeah. is you've 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 sniffed out <laughs> the double ward. Yeah. Uh, we have your award of the court, and one of the TV dads is Ward Cleaver. Yep. Next one is Homer Simpson. Okay. Next one is Ned Stark from Game of Thrones. Okay. Next one is Mike Brady of the Brady Bunch. All right. Next one is Stephen Keaton of Family Ties. Sure. Next one is Joel Stratton the Third of Silver Spoons. If you're familiar <laughs> with that show, I am. That was yeah, uh, Joel Stratton. Man, I'm I am upset at myself. I know that Aaron Gray and Rick Schroeder were in there, and I used to know this guy's this guy's name. Was his name Joel? His real life name Joel? Or I, I I'm probably conflating uh, what his. I probably got a lot there wrong, but uh, I might. I, you know what? I think it might be Edward Stratton Senior, and it might have been portrayed by a guy named Joel. That sounds right. I, so I mean, Edward Stratton rings a bell. Uh, or I'm conflating something. I don't know. All right. Anyway, who is who is Silver Spoon's dad? Played by John Houseman. It's Edward Stratton the second. So I don't okay. Know where Joel Stratton well, that then that has to be the great that has to be the granddad because if that's John Houseman, that's Paper Chase, right? So his son must have been Edward Stratton, oh. who was Ricky Schroeder's dad. So you're, yes. I think you're getting three generations of Strattons in there. 
wow, there is a whole Wikipedia on the old silver spoons. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Erin Gray this? was the lady. I looked up the other day because there's a certain, there was a certain. Joel Higgins. Okay. Joel Higgins is Edward Stratton III. There we go. There we go. Because right. I looked up the the pretty, dark-haired, light-eyed ladies of this time. Erin Gray was Silver Spoons and Buck Rogers. Veronica Hamill was Hill Street Blues and Connie Selica was Greatest American Hero. Yeah. But if you look Oops. at Connie Selica and Veronica Hamill side by side, there's a pretty good resemblance. Is is Linda Carter not allowed in that list? She would seem to oh, be yeah. criteria. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. The kind of black black or raven haired, light eyed, green or blue eyed beauties. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that yeah. would be that would be right. All right. So we got uh Edward Edward Stratton the third. The third. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Al Bundy. Okay. Tony Soprano. Oh, wow. Okay. Carl Winslow of Family Matters fame. Okay. Howard Cunningham. Oh, yeah. Sure, Mr. C. And Dr. Jason Seaver. Is that uh, 10 or 11? How many is that? Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. That's 11. That's 11? Yep. Okay. Well, that's fine. But I'll give you a dozen then. Dan Connor, Roseanne. Oh boy. Okay. All right. So rank rank these, eh? Um, there we go. I'm not super familiar with that one, but I think he was pretty good. Um three, that's a I'll give that a four. Um don't like him for some reason. So now let's say you're there. let's say you're uh, fourteen. I'm fourteen years old? Okay. Yeah, fourteen. Gotcha. That changes everything. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'd have to, I might have to go back and reorder uh, reorder all of this stuff. Uh, what, age, what age were you thinking of? I I was thinking like I I I probably was thinking at this brain now who would who would have done a good job bringing bringing me bringing me up. Um, okay. But I've I've gone too far down this down this this road. Nine. Um, he was terrible. Uh, and okay i think i think i'm good all right uh which way you want to do it top to bottom or bottom to top um i'll start i'll start at the bottom i'll start at 12 absolute worst Worst. homer homer's awful (laughs) awful dad um not only just bad lessons he 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 could get you killed you know like there's so many just dangerous radioactive materials coming home in his hood you know there's just there's just it's it's bad news it's bad news all the way around it, well, there's a lot of strangulation as well it's just <laughs> way out of line alcohol abuse line. there's there's a lot there's a lot going on um 11 al bundy not a good yeah. not a good role model real a real indictment on homer simpson yeah that he's behind Al Bundy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it really is. And and he's behind a mob boss at 10 with Tony Soprano, who yeah. is not the worst, but uh, is, 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 you know, again, role model wise, that's that's just not not good. Um, I have then Edward Stratton, the third, who I think was OK, but like kind of had a sense of kind of arrested development. If I remember correctly, like. Mm-hmm. He's driving a, like a little kid train around the living room oh, yeah. on tracks and stuff like that. And uh, who wants to be raised with a silver spoon in their mouth? It just puts you up against it uh, as you go through life. Um, 
Next is Ward Cleaver. I feel like he he was kind, but out of touch with with actuality and reality. I think I would have had a very warped sense of what the world I could expect from from the world. So much so that a dude who was based in a fictional medieval castle was more to my liking in uh, Eddard or Ned Stark, who I think had nice lessons. He had responsible lessons yeah. to offer. Good dad, very dangerous situation. He's yes. going to put you in, though, yes. having to grow up with the Starks. You do get you do get a wolf. Yep. You're probably going to be pretty excited. About. Yeah. The expect, but the expectations on the children there, and and he didn't do a great job with John. You know, like there, there was, there were still too many mysteries allowed to exist in that family. There could have been some more transparency, some more honesty amongst, yeah. amongst the, uh, the family members there. Um, I think other people might have them higher. I didn't like the Brady's. I, I, I didn't care for the Brady, the whole bunch. Um, in fact, oh, and so, well, the entire bu- yeah, the entire, I don't like, I don't like them. The, the collective noun for Brady's being a bunch. I didn't care for the bunch of Brady's that we were, that we were presented with. So I have Mr. Brady next um never never loved the show either to be honest the brady no i I, it didn't do anything for me a lot of people my generation loved the reruns and stuff and it just didn't them partridge family there were some other ones that just i like i didn't i didn't get it i think it was it was kind of like it was kind of like a saved by the bell uh in as much as i think people watched it like kids because they they had crushes just on the on the on the kids yeah and and it wasn't really like a particularly interesting or, or ever like legitimately funny show. It was just uh, sorry, say by the Bell fans. I'm sure there are a lot of there are like not to get too far down this road. Ninety to ninety two percent of things that are called comedies on TV have not made me laugh ever, not one time. And and the Brady's would be one of them. I, uh, um, a lot of the old ones. But there are, I don't think I ever laughed at Married with Children. I don't think I've ever laughed. I've, I've seen some of like How I Met Your Mother or a little bit of Big Bangs and stuff. But like, I've never, I think I've seen an episode of Two and a Half Men. I, I actually kind of liked Designing Women, never laughed at it. You know, like uh, the the ones that have actually have made me laugh out loud are really rare, I would say. Um, girls. What's up? Golden Girls. Golden Girls. Golden Girls can make me laugh. The Simpsons absolutely makes me laugh. Arrested Development for certain community. There are some, but the vast majority, if you were to name them, just didn't didn't do it. My two dads didn't do it. Rush didn't do it for me. Oh man, no. My two dads was uh, was a rough one. (laughs) Uh, Dan Connor is at five. Uh, There's there's some there's some good salt of the earth kind of blue collar wisdom coming coming there. Um, And then I get. The, the next, fair. You're going to get away with a lot there, but you know, like he, he puts his foot down, I guess when it really matters. Yeah. Like Roseanne, Roseanne does the hard work there. I, like. I hear, I hear He's allowed to skate a little bit. We get into okay. the next two. I'm not super familiar with, but if I remember correctly from what I did see again, two sitcoms that never made me laugh. Not once, uh, but it would be Jason Seaver and Carl Winslow would be four and four and three. Okay. I think they're good guys. Uh, but like I said, I wasn't super Winslow. familiar. Winslow was like one of those TV dads who was like kind of quick to anger and kind of get it wrong. Okay. And then, and then realize his mistake and, 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 and uh, fess up to it. He owned up to his mistakes or. Yeah, he would own up to it, but this is just my recollection. Like, you know, obviously like that show went as far off the rails as, as a TV show, like 
if the Flintstones had had like three more seasons, it would have gotten okay. the family matters. Like at some point, like Urkel could do like outer space track. There were two Urkels. He had, he had oh he had no kidding a way to clone himself, and there was a really cool version of Urkel. And I mean, the whole thing was just bananas. Like if you watch a, the last season of Family Matters. And and then watch the beginning. It's like playing that telephone game where you're like, wait, a second. <laughs> how did it get to this? It's incredible. But in the early days, Carl would be, you know, he. I mean, he's you know, he's he's a cop. He's he's the rule. He's the the king of the household, and he would be sometimes too uh, impetuous in his decisions, and then and then realize he had made a mistake. This sounded like like if you know there's an old uh, improv game called First Line Last Line. This sounded like the like first episode last episode. It started with Father Knows Best and ended with Alf. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, I should have put Willie. On the, uh, TV um, number two just seemed like a sweetheart of a guy and kind of kind of old school in the in the. Seems like the kind of guy who would have been in my neighborhood growing up. Um, Howard Cunningham, Mr. C is going to be at at number two. And then kind of the um, blue chip standard for left-leaning dads would be Stephen Keaton at one. The uh, works for public television and, you know, seemed to try to understand, slow to anger, would still could could get frustrated. So there wasn't like kind of a uh, Pollyannish um, uh, aspect there. But he seemed like he would try to understand before he before he. Uh, got got uh, fed up with you. Yeah, Family Ties. I don't remember whether it made me laugh much, but it was it was enjoyable to watch. I can say, you know, some of the like I like watching um, some comedies where, I, first of all, I'm fairly slow to laugh out loud, like sitting by myself watching a screen, just mm-hmm. period. And uh, so, so some of them, you know, some of them it would be more about just the kind of I, I like like the you know. It's not so far as a drama, but you do like the actual situations you yeah. know, that come out of these situation comedies. I hear you. All right, my friend. Um, now you said this was a weakness of yours, so I, I I tried to make it so maybe maybe you could play to your strength within this. But per That's usual, right. I've disregarded the pun of Grandma Awards and gone right at the Grammy Awards. So here's the situation, Rush. Much, much like the technical awards for the Oscars. The night before the Grammys broadcast, they give away a lesser-known set of Grammys. They're called the Rush Howell, in my opinion, Grammys. And I'd like oh. to go through and recap some of the awards that were handed out that night of the uh, nice. the Rush Howell, in my opinion, Grammys. The, yeah. The first. Yeah, it's get great ratings, but oh people yeah, love the Rush yeah. Howell, in my opinion, Grammys. <laughs> yes. The first one, Rush, was. Um, the Grammy for the band or performer everyone seems to like, and Rush Howell just doesn't get the appeal. Grammy, who uh, who got who got that one? Oh God! Well, I want to say the Blues Brothers, but that's not really fair because it's like more about the movie. But oh my, that is the thing in popular <laughs> culture that people like the best. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is horrible. Like, and and for them to be a whatever you call it, you know, multi-genre like success story that that is shocking to me. <laughs> Um, uh, but, but in terms of a band that everybody likes, I, I don't, I don't hate this band I, far from it, but I, I don't, I don't get the rev, the reverie and, and they are, I'm picking a real top band here. This is probably at worst, like the third most beloved rock band of all time. Whoa. And I don't, I don't get it. Uh, for me, they wouldn't be top hundred and that's the Rolling Stones. You don't like them. I, 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 it's, 
I think it's fair to say I don't like him. It's also fair to say I don't dislike him. Okay. But I, I just, you know, to me, their catalog is no different than, you know, any any number of other bands. I mean, they have more songs, but uh, it's, it's just not, it's not my thing. Great. So the Stones take home another Grammy. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. I know. <laughs> I know. All right, Rush. The next award was the Open Road Grammy for Best Highway at High Speed Band. Oh, um, man. There's a lot. There's a lot good there. Uh, tough field. It was a tough field. I, there's a couple later I'm going to ask for some of the other nominees that didn't win as well. But I'm gonna, for this I'm one. I'm going to give it to Tom Petty. Okay, great. Yeah, I hear you. Running down a dream. That's a good yeah, high speed. I don't want it to be like, I don't want it to match the the speed. So I don't want like metal or something mm-hmm. that's, that's at a higher beats per minute. You'll end up I going 200 say. miles an hour. If you, if you have your automobile in competition with the BPMs of the, uh, of the death yeah. metal, you're going to get, you're going to die going 180 off this, uh, around a, around a, a, a corner. Exactly. Exactly. All right. What is the, um, the award? They let them in the Pantheon Grammy. For best band, um, that Rush Howell's opinion of a best band that is not in the best band conversation. So, James. what is it? James, the band James. Ah, the bed is on fire. With yeah, yeah very nice. Uh, they they should be they should be uh, considered one of the great bands, and uh, you know people know them for that song. Excellent. They have, they have four or five great albums and another 10 good albums i mean that, that's a terrific band i became familiar with the term keening uh which i think is like almost like the uh celtic version of a yodel f- uh, um, because of that song laid by james when he does that right. all right rush um the next is the journey grammy for the band that's uh most like journey but isn't journey uh i got i think i would say uh maybe boston okay yep i hear you there was a brief time there was a brief time where i got foreigner confused with journey a little bit yeah you know what that's probably a better answer i but maybe they won the lifetime confused with journey award a while ago i do think that more than a feeling feels like a song that could be on a journey's greatest hits but i i think you're i think you're right maybe foreigner is uh is is the best pick there all right how about this one rush there's uh the there's just something about them grammy for the band you hate probably more than they deserve to be hated but there's just something about them maybe i i i really like i guess i'm gonna say the red hot chili peppers sure i hear you and you wouldn't be alone in that that is a polarizing group right there yeah they're the cilantro of the music world i think they really are they are um What's another group? Isn't like, isn't Cake a group that people either love or hate? Kind of like that. I hear they, yeah, uh, they, they Cake for some people I think feels like they're not really interested in doing the song that they're actually doing at that time. You know, like oh, yeah, the, yeah. the guy kind of talks his way through the lines and oh, it definitely talks. Yeah, through. in fact, uh, it seems really not necessarily like he's really into it. Like maybe he's just seeking to get the song over with so he can go back to doing yeah. other things. Our buddy uh, JPC does a good bit. He's done on like Hey Riddle Riddle, where he, he just, <laughs> he'll, just he'll just make up a cake song on the spot. They just throw like uh, you just throw that like cake beat underneath, and you just talk about whatever, right? You know, because it does it does seem like they did not spend a ton of time. 
Beth uh, in the lyrics lab. The the uh, the previous generation version of that. I don't know if you ever had to warm up with this out in the alley, but the uh, the uh, Tom's Diner version of that for that Suzanne Vega song that do 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 All right, how about the the oh here's one rush. There's two more. The awkward age Grammy for band you associate most with your high school years. And for this one, I'd also like maybe a couple of the other nominees as well, um, if you if you have those. But for the band you most associate with your high school high school years, yeah, I would say that the nominees are the Dave Matthews Band, U mm-hmm. two, all right, Pearl Jam. Ah, nice, not a bad. This the, is kind of nice category right here. The Counting Crows. Oh, sure. August and everything after. Um, the Canals. Oh, sure. Um, were the Canals a national act rush, or was that uh, were they were they regional to to you? Or? I think they were probably mostly southern, but okay. I don't know. I don't know for sure. Uh, and REM. Okay. Those would be, you know, when I got the six deck CD player. Uh This was the stack? uh, (laughs) Yeah, for my car in, uh, like senior year of high school. That, what a great thing, by the way, when they went to those. Uh, We've talked about that many times about it seemed like an infinite amount of so much music. You could drive, you could drive coast to coast and never run out of music. And I, I think I basically had those six bands I just listed it like in that rotation most of the time. And James I had in there a lot too. And the winner is Yes, of Pearl, REM Pearl Jam. The DMB, U two, Pearl Jam, Counting Crows. And for some reason I learned these bands as the Connells, but Connells sounds much better. The winner was Pearl Jam. Yeah, winners and I might Excellent. be wrong on this Connells or whatever. But yeah, Pearl Jam's the winner. That is the band I most associate with high school. Uh, following on my most associated junior high band would have been Led Zeppelin. Ah, oh, the mighty Led Zeppelin. Excellent. Um, last last one for you, Rush. The Glory Days Grammy for bands you associate with some of the best times of your life. And if you'd like to, you can include uh, some of the nominees and when these life moments were. But these are the Glory Days uh, Grammy nominees for the best times of your life associated with what with what band or song i guess as well Well, i i I have a long penchant for um for uh and i know you hate it but i I, before Uh before the the Uh the, (laughs) in in the interim in that 20 year not 20 but like 15 year period where don't stop believing was a song but had not yet Uh uh, returned we really got a lot of use of it i remember um on multiple trips, but including this Napa trip I used to take with my friends that lived in San Francisco, I would, I would go out there and we'd get like 30 people on a bus. And rule number one was um, you have to play uh, – or no, rule number one was you can't play Don't Stop Believing Enough. And rule two was you had to play it when we took off uh, and uh, for every stop that we made. So we put it on. And the driver – The driver, we had the same guy for like five years in a row. And after the third year, he's just like, he just goes, you know, the one song I hate. Buddy, I would have driven you guys right into a ravine just to just to stop the music. Yeah. So so a lot of great moments there, weddings and and and, uh, bus trips and uh, Winnebago trips. 
um, Don't Stop Believing is, you know, so that would be the winning, winning song. Good. I think more like fun times to that one. Um, if I could put together just like a greatest hits of just songs that I played in Winnebago trips, um, <laughs> you know, I might do that for myself one day, make a mixtape. Cause there were different times. I took a, a, a Illinois Winnebago trip where, uh, Back in the New York Groove by Kiss was the big wow. the theme song of that trip. So you never knew which one it would be. Daft Punk, I've talked about. I'll never forget that night where we played Daft Punk, the funk, at every single uh, Ian Club in Princeton and uh, chased people off or brought people on the dance floor. I'll never forget that. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know. There's another a bunch of them from, uh, from like, college and and uh, law school parties and stuff like that but but I, I would be remiss if i didn't focus it on don't stop Believing, great which perfect is almost like a theme song that's a yeah so, that song can almost get the lifetime achievement award for from the yeah, rush howell right in my opinion grammys all right sure those are some great awards man i'm sorry i missed that broadcast i don't know why that they don't get as much pub for those those are more interesting to me than the other ones yeah those are those are hot There's yeah no doubt about them um all right so Let's see, which one do I want to do? I, I think next up, I'm going to save that one. Uh, okay, so next up, TJ, we're going to bring back uh, one of one of my favorites. Pound of Feathers. Well. Pound of Feathers. Yeah, oh, I wish. I wish. <laughs> um, it didn't fit in. You know, no, not at all. But I'm always looking. I'm always looking for Pound or Feathers to be in there. Um, we're bring, This, this is, uh, has to do with wards. And uh, we're bringing back, uh, here's the situation. The eBay wizard is oh. back and he needs your help. All right. And uh, for those that haven't uh, heard this one before, the eBay wizard is an actual wizard living amongst us today. Uh, and he has all sorts of spells. And uh, he's learned that he's able to uh, uh, exchange his spells for goods and services, but he's not really familiar with uh, the monetary system. You know, he's a wizard. He has no real need for normal currency. But he's decided he wants to sell some of his spells, and he learned about eBay. So he's going to sell them over eBay, and he's asking you, his friend TJ, to help him price the buy it now price. And he doesn't want you to set the price too high, okay? Because that that would that would nobody would buy it. He doesn't want it too low. He's not getting enough value. So he's really leaning on you to get the right uh, the right price, so he can donate to the wizard charity. I like it. Uh, and uh, so he comes to you this time. He's like, hey, you know, I have a few wards that are sitting around. Um, and I thought I would uh, run these by and just see see what you think. Okay. All right. So the first one is uh, he says this is a three pack. Mm. So you get you get a three pack of this spell, and uh, it is a ward that is guaranteed to hold your parking spot mm. wherever you want it to be held for up to twenty four hours. Okay. So you you shovel snow and you lock that spot down. You have a you know the first spot in a in a, a huge mall or something. I don't know. Whatever it is, um, you get a, a parking spot held. Bank job. You want to put a bank job and you want a nice, convenient uh, getaway getaway spot. Yeah. Now, he doesn't he doesn't necessarily approve his magic right. being used for criminal jobs. But, hey, you know, whatever. Whoever buys it, no questions asked. Yeah. Uh, just what's the best price? Um, Rush, do you know by chances, separate thought, if uh, does is dibs done? all around the the snowy parts of the country but i've only heard chicago use that term is there and for people who aren't familiar 
in Chicago, in case this isn't done other places, they have this thing called dibs or referred to as dibs where people shovel out their spot and then we'll put like a couple of lawn chairs in that spot and a, and a broom or like a laundry basket and leave it there because they dug it out and they want it there when they get back and they call it dibs. Do you, have you ever heard of that being done in St. Paul or uh, Denver or anywhere else, Rush? Uh, no, but I, I had certainly heard the term dibs, um, you know, many times, right. but, uh, I think the dibs, uh, you, you know, just like slang meaning like, Hey, I'm calling that one, you know, like, um, I've got, I got dibs on, on that. Right? Yeah. Have you heard it in other contexts or is- no, I the, the only, I, I mean, I've heard dibs before and dibs I thought was like, you get second go at it. This is even feels like this is hold my spot in line more so than, than, than the way I'd heard dibs before, like that. When, when I grew, when I grew up, dibs meant like, uh, hey, there, there, there's, we're opening a pack of Starburst. Dibs on the cherries. Oh, and, and okay. I mean, I get, I get the cherries, you know. So, so I, I knew the term dibs, but I had never heard of it. Uh, I, I do think it's a Chicago. I, I don't know because I, I, gotcha. I, I haven't been to Minnesota enough, but I have spent enough time in some other snowy places that I was unfamiliar with any place having kind of a. A, a citywide unwritten rule when it comes to gotcha. this, but it makes sense. I mean, if you get out there and you shovel for hours at a time, it does feel like you ought to be able to allow the whole get back. So you you've heard dibs almost as like as claim, like I claim yes. the okay, gotcha. I've heard it as like I basically I get the second go. Like Ron's gonna take the first shot. If he doesn't make it, I get dibs that I get to go after Ron to try and make that, to try and make that shot is, is how I've heard it. No, I heard it like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Dib, dib, dibs on. Yeah. You're, you're, you're putting a claim in. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so that said three pack holding the parking spot. I think you're going to, I think you're going to make some money. I was going to go with 1500. I actually think maybe that's a little low. I think someone will get a little bit more. I'm going to get 2,500 bucks for, for this. 2,500 bucks for three, for for a three pack, uh, yeah, they, it could come up. Uh, it's interesting. I would have priced it a little lower, but I like it. I like that you priced it higher. I hope it. I hope it sells. I think we can get it. I think we can get. It. I think we can get it at that. I think there's going to be something, even like some like wedding event, and like man, I want to be able to drop the truck right there to get all the shit in and all the shit out, or a moving day. Like I want this spot held, and I think someone's going to be willing to put up put up some 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 decent coin for that. Well, so. There are certainly times like when you're moving, you're oh. sweaty and your back hurts, and you're just having a miserable day that you're like, oh, I would really be happy to. Get if yeah, park. if I could park right in front of the place I want to be, then I would pay. You know, I'd pay that pay that scratch. Now so. I'll tell you, I shouldn't poison the well, but the next one I would like. Okay, I would like, and he says, what he can do is he can cast a ward on your phone. And it, your phone is now permanently blocked from receiving any spam or robo dial calls. You okay. will not receive any spam or any robo dial going forward with this ward on your phone. What what would somebody be willing to pay for a lifetime of hmm. not having to uh, that minor inconvenience of answering yeah. a call and cutting it right off? I was gonna say I, I I don't get a ton of these. I get some, but I don't consider it like a major. It is just a minor inconvenience. So, but I could see someone putting some coin on this. This is going to be, this is in the ballpark of the first one. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say two G's. Someone will, will put up 2K for that. Yeah. I like that price because I wouldn't, I don't think I would pay it. 
Yep. But I don't I don't think I'm the person that would be the number one. If it was five hundred, I'd pay it. Like to never have another one my entire life, I think I would pay five hundred. And and like you said, it's not a it's not a big deal. Right. I would say I would say twice a day I get a uh it, you know, it's a one second now that the eye watch uh helps with it because it says, you know, potential spam and you just you just mm-hmm. knock it off. But I'd say I answer one a day where it's like this is the social security. Oh God. Yeah. On, you know? Um, so, so what would I pay to get basically eight seconds back? Every, right. Every yeah. Day, the rest of my life, I guess it's about 500. Rush. How much, let me ask you this. As far as award goes, this just, cause I was thinking of like, what else is kind of a minor convenience? I don't get bitten a lot by mosquitoes, you know, every, every, every so often, how much, how much more, let's say times, times wise, how much more would you pay for like something to say you're never going to get another mosquito bite than you would for you'll never get another robocall? I think I would probably pay a little bit more for the robocall, but more for the robo, it, more for the robocall than the mosquito bite. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It would depend a bit. So if I still lived in Atlanta, I would I, I would not. It would be reversed. Okay. In Atlanta, there was more of a mosquito issue. I feel like I never get bit by by now. If it was instead like mosquito is a like you know like xerox or q-tip you know i'm using it as a term to be uh-huh. all tiny bugs <laughs> no this is a mosquito then, this is for sure just mosquito yeah yeah because yeah. because uh i do get bit um when i play tennis in the summer in chicago there's a little bit of a horsefly problem okay and yeah. in a couple days a year they're like moving through the area or whatever and i sweat a lot i think they're attracted to sweat and those things, that is a real nightmare because they, they don't, they don't go away. They just bite you and then you slap at them and then they fly away. They don't like lose their sting or anything. They're just Dude, back at it. Do you remember, I had never heard this word before, watching baseball and seeing Jabba Chamberlain eaten alive by midges when they were playing oh, the yeah. Indians. I never heard of a midge in my life ever. Never heard the word before ever. And Jabba Chamberlain had hundreds of midges all over him i couldn't have enjoyed it more not even against my team just that a yankee was getting clobbered by some mystery bug called a midge he should have gone to the ebay without a doubt i wish i would have uh, i wish i would have asked him whether he had to spell uh, uh last one uh, on this uh for these wards is um uh your bed or a part of your bed, as much as you want of your bed, okay. is kept at an exact temperature Ooh. of your choosing uh, that you can set oh. easily uh, night after night. So you could have a little bubble, for instance, if uh, if you wanted just half of the bed to be a, a particular temperature, or you could you could just put the ward on the bed and be like, hey, uh-huh. it's always going to be a little chillier yeah. on the bed, and then I don't have to worry about the heat and everything around it. Wow. What I what I'd like is like I'd set it start it set on the left and then if I move to the left I wanted to I wanted to cool the cool the right so I always have a cool it. side. Ooh. You could do that, buddy. I think this is gonna make some money. I think people the way people value their sleep and maybe there's a thing that can do this because I think I've heard of a temper temper you know a temper uh, temperature mattress but for yeah. guaranteed magical action on this. And the way people love their sleep, I think 15K, I think you're going to get that. I do think it'll go for more than than these. Uh, yeah, I think, like you said, people are, 
I, if you don't sleep well, you'll pay a lot yeah. to sleep well. That is a that is a serious inconvenience, un, unlike uh, unlike the the robocall. I mean, I mean, think how much people pay to deal with like sleep apnea surgeries and things mm-hmm. like that. So I think I think you could go north of fifteen. That I mean, maybe people would be reluctant to because they'd say, "Wait a second, I think I, I think there are other stuff on the market." And I'm like, "Don't go with yeah, you know." whatever the Tempur-Pedic bed like go with the wizard who can give yeah. you a guaranteed lifetime spell on your bed to put it and, just at the temperature and come bedtime if this is the case I can turn the AC off oh yeah and just have my cool just have my cool ass bed right like I yeah. can I in could, fact it's a little it's kind of fun because you can let the heat like drift up a little too high in your room and then you get your you right your perfect get in my bed man oh yeah. that's nicey I like that yeah it's gonna make a little cocoon for you very nice <laughs> <laughs> all right um i have one for you rush this is a this is uses both this is grandma wards this is this is the whole title is used in this situation rush okay. here's the situation in dungeons and dragons a ward is basically a protection that can be placed on an item person or area to attempt to keep something out i'd like you to imagine you could have placed this glyph on your family's home door that would have warded off one behavior of each of your grandmothers. So what what specific behavior would you have warded off one for each of your grandmothers if once they once they entered your house they just wouldn't do this one thing that kind of that kind of bug you? Gosh. Uh and we all like to think our grandmothers are saints. I had two wonderful grandmothers. There would be a thing or two that I would say like, "Yeah, it would have been nice if maybe they didn't do so much of this." Well, for my dad's mom, I guess I would have to say smoking. Oh, yeah, she had she died of emphysema, Uh, uh, although she made it longer than she probably should have. I mean, she really smoked. Um, And so when I was a kid, I mean, her house like I I really liked my dad. I liked all four of my grandparents uh, and I had five. Really, my my grandfather had had gotten remarried and to a nice woman, too. But of my like actual grandparents, like I, I, I liked all four of them quite a bit. But my dad's mom, I did not like going to her home for the first few minutes because it just smelled like an absolute chimney. Yeah. Uh, Until you got used to it. Is that what you're saying? For the first few minutes, it was such a blast. And then you kind of got. You would ultimately get used to it. And then you come home and like, I mean, I was definitely exposed to significant amounts of secondhand smoke uh, early on. Now, she quit smoking at some point in my my early-ish uh, life, but I mean, so my grandmother was a tennis fanatic, and she uh, she she had a uh, what they call like a heart shrew, like like the kind of carpet slash clay tennis court in her backyard. Okay, uh, and would have people over there, but but she would would honest to God roll out an oxygen tank, no, and had kidding. an oxygen tank on rollers where she would play one handed and roll the tank. No around when way. She had so she would play doubles because she couldn't breathe for the last, you know, many years of her life due to, due to all of the smoking. How was um, she getting the tank? Like if she had to go from, from her left to her, like to her right side, where, where, where's she holding the tank? Like if she's got to go back and get just, one. Well, she it was on wheels. So she, if she had to pivot to hit a backhand, so she's playing doubles. So she's, you know, favoring one side of the court and one side of the swing. But she would just rotate it back and then open up and hit the backhand. Wow. And then now she's ready to hit the forehand again. 
move it up to the net, you know? She's like a character in a Flannery O'Connor book or something like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. I mean, she, you know, she, she loved her cigarettes and loved her, her tennis. Um, so yeah, I wish, I wish that we could have stopped her smoking. She was my first grandparent to die. They all, they all had a good life though. They all made a good run, but hers was certainly cut a little short by smoking. And this is not the poetry grandma, right? This is the, uh, Oh, no, my, yeah, my, my, uh, my mom's mom, um, you know, I, I like part of me wants to say the like the putting everybody on the spot all the time, okay, uh, which she'd love to do. <laughs> but it was also like I, I remember it fondly, though, you know, a little bit like it's one of those things like you you don't love it while while you're doing it would, necessarily. Would she have thought of that as like, oh, she's just giving you a chance to shine and she knows you will. Is that how she thought about that or? Or was I, she kind I of putting? I think the... She thought of it more like you. You. This is a skill you need to have. Okay. So you, you need to do it. You know? Gotcha. Not everybody. Not everybody shine. Not everybody shine. <laughs> I won't name names. I won't name names. But uh, not everybody shine. And uh, <laughs> you know the one. The one thing when I was a kid, and and, and, and this is another one where I probably, I probably would um, would not feel this way today. But when I was a kid, I was like. I would like a ward that prevented a dinner from lasting longer than 90 minutes. Oh God. When you're, when you're a kid, you're like, you want to get to the TV or get outside, you know, and run around. And, and, and they, my mom's mom had a great yard, like a great yard where I could hit, um, like wiffle ball, golf balls, or, uh, you know, or hit, hit a baseball and run and go pick it up. I mean, it was just, it was so much better than my yard. So when I would go over there, I would just be like, a pig and shit with being able to, to go play sports by myself out there. And, and, but they, Ooh, man, they had long dinners. That's you would just sit there and you're going and going over and going. an hour. They would regularly have over an hour and a half long dinners. Yeah. Holy I mean, I, they were Jesus. super long. Maybe I should limit it to an hour actually for the ward. Um, and then the other thing, it's not a ward, but I, w- I wish they, you know, <laughs> th- there was never any sort of like, like a video game never crossed the uh, the threshold of uh, of their house, so I was always when I would stay there for like a week when my parents would go on vacation. That was the primary spot that I would I would stay at. Oh god, um, you know they, they had you had to go like there was not a TV in any in any main room for them until like two thousand. Oh wow! Least. Oh god, they were not they were not TV folks. Rush, I'm going to crack a polar here and, and I don't think we're ever going to get them as a sponsor. So can we just, can we sponsor them? Can we, can, yeah. here's the situation be the official podcast of polar, of polar soda. Is that, can we do that? Yeah. Why not? All right. Why not? I'm drinking a polar uh, right now myself. What do you got? You have a, is that a pink grapefruit? Did I see? I, I do. I have a ruby red grapefruit. Delish. Uh, polar. I, I have, um, I did get a Spindrift flavor that I'm really liking as well. We don't have to talk about it. We we don't want to risk our our sponsorship of the. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, we're not the official podcast of Spindrift Rush. We're yeah, we're the official podcast of Polar. My mom actually wrote a letter to Polar saying that we talk about them all the time. They should listen to our podcast. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. And I'm enjoying maybe the most New England of all the uh, of all the polar flavors, the cranberry, the cranberry lime. Um, yeah. That might be the most most New England. I'm just thrilled one. that I can order polar. I oh. mean, you, you know, it's one of those things. It's like you, you hate to, you sound like such an asshole, but I'm like one of the big frustrations during the early days of the mm-hmm. pandemic was I couldn't get it. They were hoarding and, it. And, 
and now I can get it in, in under a week. And I ha- I haven't been without Bowler in, in 2021. It's, so it's back at the now. Jewel. I don't know if they're out of Costco because they disappeared from the Jewel when they started showing up at Costco. And now they're back at the Jewel. And someone said they didn't see them in Costco, but they sell out at Costco really fast. But they here's, sell out fast. The if best thing about Bowler, it being in Costco is there's eight, nine, it's back to being like eight, nine, 10 different varieties that I can get where the, the Costco is cheap as hell, but it's the same four flavors over and over and over. One of them being your favorite, but they don't have my favorite, which is the orange vanilla. Yeah. The price point is so good at Costco though. that It's just hard to say no. You can get 32 Polars for $8. I mean, it's ludicrous. And sometimes less. Sometimes it's actually on sale from the eight. It's, it was crazy. It was like five and a half or something for 32 cans. I did once get 64 for $11 Mm. Um, bananas. All right. So TJ, I am going to go to uh, also kind of my take on, on the grandma wards, which Uh is uh, here's the situation. You are hired to produce the grandma Awards. Ah, excellent. It's going to be like the Oscars, but it's the grandma awards. You got to come up with the categories. Okay. What I want to know are like, and I'll give you all the questions up front, and then you can just take them in whatever order you want. Okay. But I want to know what what are what are the categories of awards for the Grandma Awards, and in particular, what are the big three, four that end it, like like director, actor, actress, and best picture. You know, what are the what are the big ones at the end? Doesn't have to be three or four, but and then what are com- some of the kind of sneaky, fun early ones, like mm-hmm. you know, best supporting actor and, and best original screenplay that they put like early in the Oscars to keep people from tuning out. And then what are the doldrums there in the middle? Like when, you know, sorry to all the cinematographers of the world, but right. you know, everybody gets tired of the, of the, uh, of the stuff in the middle of the Oscars. So what are the, the grandma awards that are going on in there? So a- anything you want, however you want to take it, but uh, you know, they, they're, they're wide open. They're like, they're just like, people love grandmothers and it would be wrong for us not to give like a nice grandma award. So we're going to do yeah. it and, and we're going to hire you to set it up. So here's a couple of the ones that they kind of put in the middle that they kind of go by, by quick, like uh, 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 adapted screenplay, uh, sound mix, you know, like that, those kind. Uh, it's uh, the one is like the because uh, it's overdone. I don't think more grandmas really do this, but they have to keep it in there because it's made, become such a like a trope is like uh, cheek pincher. Best cheek pincher, you know, that, that, that kind of, that kind of stuff. Um, uh, costume jewelry, best cost, best use of costume jewelry, you know, like, um, best house, like house dress or, you know, or like those, those, uh, like, you know, zip up deals that grandma's grandma's wear. They, they, they roll through, they roll through those pretty quick. Um, so of, of the big awards, um, th- there's, there's a double up on cooking because it's such a grandma thing. Yeah. So there's like yeah, yeah. best cookies is one of them, like grandma homemade cookies, but then in a larger sense, and they have to keep cookies, not, not available for this one. It's best dish because grandmas all have the signature dish, whether it's, you know, potato salad or my Polish grandmother made some great pierogies, whatever their signature dish is. That's one of the big, that, that might be best picture signature dish. Yeah gotta be gotta be a hearty dish gotta gotta overfeed yeah best best dish overfeeding i love it yeah Yeah. best dish that feels right. but it's not like the holidays until grandma has her whatever there you know like her bean casserole or her what her whatever so um but yeah but cookies are kind of a separate thing because nothing tastes as good as a as a grandma's homemade homemade cookie um so there's also one of the big awards is like something you can do at grandma's that you can't do at your house 
you know, like that. And yep. and usually that involves some sort of low level of secrecy of like, and we're not going to tell your mother about this, right? Yeah, like right. that, you know, it's that is that that, that kind of moms thing. Moms have to tune out. Moms have to tune out yep. for that portion of the right. show. Uh, and some of these are based on the experiences I had with my grandmother. So one of them is like grandma, uh, grandma excursion where you go, you go with grandma. And sometimes that can be really great. Like we're going to the mall. You can go wherever you want to the arcade. You can go over to KB Toy and Hobby. But it could also be like, nope, we're getting our hair done today, and you're sitting in this in this salon chair for for two hours with with just these magazines, you know. So yeah, right. My grandmother handed me the the collector's edition of Moby Dick. I, <laughs> I think I fell asleep. It was the first time I ever fell asleep reading. Yeah, twelve um, years old. I also like this category. This would happen with my nana sometimes, where she would like. Um, Either she felt like she didn't have anyone else to talk to or like I wasn't maybe paying attention. So she'd just tell me stuff about her marriage. (laughs) (laughs) So it might be like, um, you know, these might be like a little more high level secrets. Grandma's secrets you keep, you know, that that kind of stuff. Here's a weird thing that happened, too. As my grandmother and grandfather got older, my grandfather drove every every year he got older. It was like slower and slower and slower and slower as opposed to my nana who got faster and faster and faster and faster so i think there should be an award like um some sort of time defying award for like as good a driver at 85 as she was at 40 as she was at 30 so i think great you know great grandma driver should still be should still be should still be um uh, or can be can be an award can we throw in kind of a lighthearted one, maybe early? That's um, best best name for a grandma, and maybe a grandma and a granddad. That'd be great. So like, you get some nominees, for, and they got to be new ones, you know. Uh, and and because there's always out, like nonies and memes and stuff like that. Or yeah, I hear you. That'd be that that would be good. Um, and what else? I had I had a couple of great grandmothers. My nana is uh was one is still um she's not with us but one of my absolute favorite people in the whole universe um oh here's here's a good one this this is kind of grandma grammys you're the like your your grandmother's best song there because my nana's song was was uh glenn miller's in the mood she would she would walk over bodies, dead bodies to get to a dance floor to shake it, to shake it loose. I took her to the Green Mill for people who don't know. It's this great uh, jazz joint in Chicago. It's been there for literally 100 years. And uh, I brought Nana there. Nana came to celebrate. Was it her 80th birthday here with me? Uh, and we went to the Green Mill and uh, we got there. We got there early. The night started at maybe eight and we were there until perhaps midnight and they hadn't played in the mood. It was big band night on a Thursday. And uh, Nana was like, well, maybe we should go. I'm starting to I'm starting to wear down. I, I think it's time. And uh, as she's saying it, she pushes. <laughs> she, she was sitting next to Kevin McGeehan. She pushes Kevin McGeehan out of the way. Like, get, get and like, get out of here. And uh, and Nana and I went up and danced to dance to in the mood together. So that might be that'll be the last one. That'll because that combines like the grandmas and the Grammys for that one. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And I, uh, I had some good ones. All right. So here's my take on grandma. It's uh, all right, Rush. Here's the situation. We're going to go over some grammar rules and see if you remember some grammar rules from your grammar school. Okay. All right, kid? All right. Number one, kid, 
Here's uh, what's an example of any uh, one. Oh, so every sentence needs a subject and a verb. What's an example of a one word sentence? And in that sentence, what is the subject, kid? Stop. All right. Sure. Would be a one word sentence. Yep. Who's the subject? Uh, the subject is the implied you. Yeah, yeah. You understood. You got it. You got it. Good grammar. Good grammar. Here's another one. Here's another one. Grammar for you, high case. What's the proper verb in this sentence? John or Mary are coming over, or John or Mary is coming over. Uh, I, I think is, but uh, I'm going to get all these wrong. No, you're right, kid. It is is because okay. it's either John or Mary is coming over. So it can't be I because it can't be John R coming over. You know, right. it's got to be one or the other. All right. Kid, when using two or more adjectives, which comes first? And I never heard this. The opinion adjective or the factual adjective, which comes first? I don't know the answer, so let me think it out. So if, yep. if there was, so there's an opinion and a fact one. So it would be like the ugly blue sweater. Yeah, kid. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, opinion comes first. Kid, that's exactly right, and you, that's that's how you got to figure it out. You got to put it into into common practice and see what you got. Yeah, like uh, I wrote down, I have a gorgeous Italian car. You know, it's my opinion that it's that it's gorgeous, but it's definitely Italian. You know, there's right. there's no quibbling with it, that. It, sound, it does sound very weird to say the I other way around, it, right? And you haven't realized you've been car. right. You've been doing it your whole life, and you haven't even you haven't even thought of it. Like I got I got a checkered ugly jacket. You don't even say it. You know, like no, you wouldn't say that. You all right, okay, which is correct? The committee are having sandwiches right now, or the committee is having sandwiches right now. The committee is having sandwiches. Right. right. A collective noun acting all doing the same thing. But if it was like the committee uh, are, are going their separate ways, because then they're doing those things individually as opposed to like as one unit. So, kid, here's some grammar for you. The contraction sheed can mean two different things. What are they? Uh, she did. Um she would. She would is correct. She did, not necessarily. She would. She. She had. She had. That's it. Because yeah. if it's like she'd eaten, we wouldn't say she did eaten, but we would say right. she had eaten. So right. you're correct. Had and would. You're doing great. 100% kid. Kid, what is the rule for using many versus much for grammar? Oh. Uh, is much tied to like a specific tangible number of things as opposed to many is more um, like a, an unquantifiable, I don't know. Dude, absolutely correct, but opposite. Oh, okay. Sorry. You're so right, you were wrong. It's uh, it's <laughs> it's many if it's countable, much if it's not countable. She had so much courage, but so many brave people died. You know what I mean? So, and then last one, kid, you're gonna have to spell these out. So this is there, there, and there. Okay. You got to put the right yeah. there in there in the right, in the right spot to complete this statement. I saw blank car, but blank was nobody inside blank gone there, there, there. I saw T H E I R. Right. But blank was nobody. Yep. 
um, blank gone. T H E Y apostrophe R E. Kid, perfect grammar. Perfect grammar. That's like uh, I took Archbishop Desmond's tutu too, 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 too many, many parts, which was one of my favorite. So if, if, if you were supposed to take Archbishop Desmond tutus, tutu, too, uh, four mini bars, and instead you took it to six <laughs> mini bars. Then you took Archbishop Desmond Tutu's two 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 too many mini bars. <laughs> that is great. That's good job. Good job with the grammar, kid. All right. Uh, I like. I like that. I, even as I would get them wrong, I was at a hundred percent. Really, uh, as a great teacher, really made me feel good about myself. Um, okay, so my last one. Yes is uh here's the situation we're gonna play a little game called match with rush all this is is to see if we're on the same wavelength is this is match with rush family version all right match with rush family version i don't think we've played so this before i love the sound of this yeah so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna throw out a word yep and you're going to just you're gonna you're gonna give me uh you probably a two-word phrase okay using that word so either Either that can be the first word or the second word. If you want, maybe it could be three. It's not normally going to be like a whole sentence. So let me give you an example. If I said um, baseball, Mm -hmm. you could say glove. You could say diamond. You could say America's pastime. uh, Yeah, you could say, but it's always going to have the word baseball in it. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, great. So, so I could do a whole one that was all sports, but we're here. We're doing we're doing family ones. It's kind of like the family. end of match game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit like it is. Now you, that you say that, it's quite a bit like that. Do you know that I heard the other day that Family Feud was a spinoff of match game? It was a spinoff yes. of the final thing on match game. And it took Richard Dawson, who was one of the most popular match game contestants, and put him as as host. But that Family Feud was a, was, was a game show spinoff. All makes sense now that you say it. Doesn't it? All makes sense. Uh, yeah, I love them both, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, this is basically just the end of the match game, but tied to uh, family words. Love basically. it. Great. All right. So we'll start with, and we'll see. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Is that right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. All family words. Let's see if we can get six. Okay. I don't know. We can get. We might get one. I don't yep. know. But uh, I hear you. Here we go. Grandfather clock. We are over one. Ah. Unfortunately, I do think grandfather clock was probably the right move, <laughs> but I went grandfather clause. Okay, that would have been being, that would have been my second. I think being a lawyer it was a problem. If you had gone from Brett Summers to Charles Nelson Riley and said, "What's yours?" I would have said clause would have been would have been the next yeah. one. Uh, grandmother. 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 Hmm. Wow. Uh, I don't know know. why I'm having absolutely no feel on this. Grandmother. Grandmother. Uh. Yeah. I had a, a similar. Good Lord. Um. I'm just gonna say grandmother's house. That's not a bad one. I I went with and I knew we were screwed because I knew you wouldn't come back to it, but clock. I went with grandmother oh. clock. <laughs> All right, we're over 
two. Overdue. That's okay. We're up against uh, it. I, I think we either we're going to go two for two or zero oh for two there. I'm going to go time and goose pretty soon. I know that. I think is what I'm going to do. So. Oh, uh, well, mother. Goose. I have Teresa. So okay. Three. Father. Time. I have father time. We're one for four. One for four. All right. We're picking it up. Uh, brother. Yes. Brother. Brother. Mother Goose. That's a good one. I didn't even thank him. Mother Goose. This is going to be wrong, but it's the, the thing that's most in my head. Where art thou? Got it. Really? Yeah. Hot I dog. said, oh, brother, where art thou? I'm still going to count it. All right. The, the only other one that even came to mind for me was like, brother from another mother. And then I thought, maybe I cheated a little bit, but I was like, I know TJ likes, oh, brother, where art thou? So yeah. So we are two, four, five. five. Yeah. Sister. I apologize for this one, but it's the first thing that comes in most powerful. Sister Carrie. It's a Theodore Dreiser book. Oh, no, that's not mine. I went Sister Act. It's a Whoopi Goldberg movie. Yes. So it, it tells you all you need to know about <laughs> TJ's going to deep literary cuts, and I'm doing the Whoopi Goldberg movie. Cousin. Mm. Cousin. Subs. Oh, I don't even know that. What's I think it's a sandwich shop. I think it's a sandwich chain. Cousins, cousin subs. I think if I'm. Nice. Yeah, I knew we weren't gonna. I, yeah. I went kissing cousins. Yeah, that's what I thought of. But that I, I, for, I, out of habit, I'm thinking this has to go after. But I'm I guess know. that's and, yeah. And I'll tell you, that was the only one. I think yeah, that was the only. But I just didn't have a good cousin. Yeah, uh, as the first word. Uh, I guess cousin Larry. I could have done. Yeah, yeah right. Like, right, 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 right. Strangers, but yeah, but I didn't think of it then. Uh, Uncle Remus. We, all right, with three. That's all three. right. Aunt. Aunt. Uh, auntie. Well, I I add the uh, auntie, but uh, it would be M. I went with the 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 always controversial and recently removed Aunt Jemima. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so we have hit uh, three out of three. nine, I think. All right, let's try to get these last two. All right. No, we're not going. No, to. this was hard. Uh, daughter, daughter. I'll be, super, I'll be super proud if we match here, but this was very hard for me to get daughter. Yeah, coal miners. Oh, good one, good one. That's not it. But okay. that's a good one. I went with daughter cells. Uh, I always remember those from uh, oh, I don't mitosis. Know. From oh, mitosis gotcha. Uh, and then finally, son. Uh, maybe I'm just in this groove now. My three. Okay, fair enough. I went. I cheated on that one. I had nothing. I'm glad we didn't need that one. I'm glad I we didn't. Well, I did. I had one. It was sunshine. Right. Okay. I did not. I did not have an S O N. So I just went with sunshine as a as a cheat. Oh. So that. All right. Well, we'll do better next time we play. We will match with Rush. But we've set we've set the number. The baseline is three out of uh, we'll say three out of ten. Yeah, thirty percent. We can we can do better. We can do better. We, we step it up. Yep. All right, Rush, here it is. There's a bracket for you. And it goes back to one of the, the definition you first talked about, ward. And one of the one of the ways you become a ward of the state or whatever is to lose your parents, to become an orphan. So these this is a bracket of orphans. 
in which you will be orphaning the orphan by the end. You will be leaving one of these orphans alone again uh, at the top of the heap as champion orphans. So these are, I try to go across a bunch of different fields, but whether known or unknown, these are famous, real life, actual people who were orphaned. Yeah, and I'm just picking who I who I prefer. Just that's the it. I like better. Just whoever you want to move on. What you explanation or not needed? And I I tried to put together put them together randomly. So hopefully there are some interesting um, cross genre matchups. First Great. matchup, Rush Saint Nicholas, Old Saint Nick versus Charlie Chaplin. You know I I'm gonna say Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Right? I mean, yeah. Saint Nick. It's I mean, tough. Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin never delivered. <laughs> it's tough to knock out Santa Claus round one, too. It's all right. Nelson Mandela, Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, uh, I, a lot of people would say Nelson Mandela, like a uh, precursor to the great Roger Federer, in terms of <laughs> most beloved, uh, most beloved current human being. Hmm. I'm going to say Nelson Mandela over all right. uh, Edgar Allan Poe. These are all great orphans so far. Oh, yeah. Way. They're all great. All of these are great orphans. There's no, there's yeah. no, there's no weak orphans in here. Oh, these happen to be randomly matched, but both from uh, the world of music. John Lennon versus Ray Charles. Oh man! Wow. Ah, boy. You know, Ray Charles obviously beloved in Georgia. Mm-hmm. To, uh, to, uh, but I mean, God, I, I, I just think I gotta go John Lennon. Okay. I mean, you know. As much as I earlier said the Stones, I think, are overrated for their universal acclaim, I I, I get it on the Beatles. Like, I, I, the same way that a lot of listeners were like, Rush is done, you know, that's ridiculous. Like, you got to respect the Stones. I'm like that with the Beatles, where if anybody's like, the Beatles are overrated, I'm like, ah, come on. I, I'm, I'm the other way. Beatles don't do much for me. The Stones do. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge Stones fan, but they do more for me than the Beatles. Um uh, Rush, here, uh, this is definitely from a similar, a similar fields. Charles Darwin versus Marilyn Monroe. Darwin. Darwin. All right. I'm gonna watch some like it hot tonight. I've never seen. Are it. you? To it. Yeah. I, so I, maybe maybe I'll come back next week and say you're out of here, Darwin. My my <laughs> my grandmother, who we spoke of earlier, was a big ja- uh, Jack Lemon fan. Uh, I think you'll enjoy. I think you'll enjoy Mr. Lemon in this. All right, Louis Armstrong versus Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton. All right. Hamilton does not I mean, miss his no, shot. No Louis Armstrong musical. The uh, the initials J.R.R. Tolkien versus J.S. Bach. Johann Sebastian Bach versus Tolkien. Uh, you know, look for for me for me it's going to be Tolkien. Yep. It's too too important. Enjoyed the, those stories I hear too much. I hear you. Abe Lincoln versus Charlize Theron. You know, I'm a, I'm actually like a longtime Charlize Theron fan, but like we're talking about Abe Lincoln. We are it's Abe Lincoln. Yeah, Abe Lincoln. It, who's going to be uh, as a future plug in the Champion of Champion of Champions? Not too yes. far down the line. Super excited about that. It's coming up soon. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. So you own Abe? I gotta go Abe. Okay. Sorry, Charlize. Now the the Eddie Murphy of baseball, Babe Ruth versus the Babe Ruth of comedy, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just watched Coming to America. Did not care for it. Don't know why I thought I might like yeah. it. Yeah, uh, didn't really think I would it's, like it. But even even with low expectations, I was disappointed. And I don't care that the words in there. You can't name the sequel to Coming to America. Coming to America. 
I'm not sure that I agree there. I, I I'm okay with that. I I'm not. What what are you asking? What are you asking me to do? If am I, if I'm telling someone, hey, did you see the movie? Which one? Coming to America, as opposed to coming to America. Is that what you're asking yeah, me to do? That's fair. I, I mean, look, you're never going to talk about the second one anyway. Okay. But but yeah, you're but, right. Had it been a great movie, then that would have been a bit of. A- I mean, we are talking about it right now, right? Yeah, but we've never been confused about which movie we were talking about. <laughs> All right, Russ, second round. Uh, Santa Claus versus Nelson Mandela. Oh, I yeah, mean, tough, tough. St. Nick. Okay. I and mean, again, Nelson Mandela's done a lot for humanity, but has not delivered me all those presents. I hear you. John Lennon versus Charles Darwin. The Walrus versus The Beagle. <laughs> Let me go Charles Darwin. <laughs> all right. <laughs> The abolitionist versus Eddie Murphy, delirious. Oh, give me, uh, I'm just in an Eddie Murphy mood. Okay. Upset. Upset, Bill. You know, I talk about sometimes that who had the best, fifth best uh-huh. comedy, you know, and I don't, I don't know if it's Eddie Murphy, but he, he had the best like five year run where he just, he he was just walking on water. Yeah, uh, including the Golden Child. Well, I liked it then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's big in our house. Beth loves the Golden Child, and I remember liking I lo- it, I liking it, it as, as well. Kid. I mean, I saw I saw the Golden Child twice. In yeah, years. I mean, it's the kind of uh, movie I like because I also like Big Trouble in Little China. I like these like kind of challenges and you know uh, quests, you know, li- little quest uh, movies and stuff. All right, Rush, you're going to finish up your final four here with either Alexander Hamilton or J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, let's do... Let's do Tolkien. You okay. Know? I mean, Hamilton, a lot of, lot of big-time flaws, mm-hmm. but uh, was, was a hell of a musical. All right, who are you moving to the finals? St. Nick or Darwin? I think Darwin would would accept the fact that uh, St. Nick is the evolution of uh, humanity right. and, and is okay losing to Santa Claus. It was the survival of the fattest right there. Yeah, nice. Uh, thank nice. you. Uh, and uh, Tolkien versus Eddie Murphy. Can Eddie Murphy unseat the Lord of the Rings? Can the, so, the king of the, the red leather jacket unseat the Lord of the Rings here? The single movie that I've watched the most times mm-hmm. is Beverly, Beverly Hills, Hills Cop. Cop. Okay, but the, the movie that's movie taking I've you the longest the to watch <laughs> is probably <laughs> the Lord of the Rings. If you get those three, and I'm going to put Tolkien just ahead of Old Eddie Murphy. Wow! All and again, coming right. to America was really bad. After coming to America was one of the all-time greats. So. Uh, He's, he, he maybe it takes a little hit from my recent frustration with that film. So, the, by the way, when you watch Coming to America, I, I have never seen a movie where the characters' like wants and desire and actions are are less well tied to like actual motivations <laughs> or anything. It's just a smorgasbord of them having fun, which I guess is kind of okay. But then the characters will just do things, and, and you're like, no, no one, no one got together and said, "Well, this doesn't make any sense at all because like this isn't the thing that this person would want." But it's it's just it's really something. <laughs> all right, Rush. The finals: Pitts, father, the father of Christmas, against the creator of Middle Earth. 
who uh, who who wins? You, are you gonna are you gonna sit on one of them's lap or uh, or and tell them what you want or are you gonna move? Uh, I don't have a comparable to that. So Saint Nick versus yeah. Tolkien. Well, only one of them made out with my mom, and I Whoa. appreciate that. Whoa! So I'm. So I'm and it was talking. Okay, uh, yeah. I saw mom <laughs> making out with JR. No, I, I'll take I'll take the Lord of the Rings. That, that you do. Rings, he wins. He's my champion orphan. All right, champion orphan JRR Tolkien, the the toll king of this bracket. Very nice. Oh, all right, Rush. That was uh, that was grandma grandma awards that yielded more than I thought than I thought it might. Um, yeah, all good right. stuff. <laughs> we thank Nate. We thank Julie. We thank uh, we thank Emily. Upcoming soon. If we pull this off, Rush, should we tell them what we're trying to do for the champion of champion of champions when we when that when that does come as a future plug? Yeah, if you want, sure. You know, I mean, nobody's listening. At this no, point, no so one gives a wins. shit. I mean, those who give a shit. Well, actually, the people listening might give a shit. So, a lot of the tournament of champion. Um, individual individual um events were done when we had guests um andy and danielle were here when uh, jpc was here when we did them and we're trying to reassemble that cast of stars for to be here when we do the champion of champion of champions where there's the massive the monster showdown of all the winners of the individual champion of champions brackets basically that's exactly right can't wait for that one we i think i hope Fingers crossed we'll have at least most, if not all, we'll come back on. It'll be TJ's choice, though, as to who as to who makes it. Yep. Uh, I've already seen, like, Pasquazi, like, limbering up, like, going about the streets of downtown, <laughs> practicing different activities. <laughs> Meanwhile, Abe Lincoln is, uh, is getting ready to go. And uh, and Yoda just is, seems very calm. Oh, he's zen. Uh, he's totally zen to up. Uh, Vegas the, continues to be the Vegas favorite heading in. Uh, Yoda, Yoda, Abe Lincoln. Dave Pasquazi, the current lead three uh, favorites for for that title. Uh, uh, and then uh, I, I guess we'll leave them with, with one other thing, which is we've been trying to leave uh, at the end of some of these episodes with a uh, uh, with one of these um, with one of these uh, situations. We call it the Arnett. We call it the Arnett, right? We leave them. We leave them. We leave them with an Arnett. So I had one, and it won't it won't apply to everybody uh, because some people will be like, "What are you talking about, you nerds?" But uh, we didn't get to it, so I thought I would include this one. It's very it's very short, pithy, and it is: if you could have a level one spell from D and D that you could actually cast in real life, mm-hmm. which one would you pick? You can pick a cantrip, you can pick a level one. If you don't know what those are, you can pick like a low level spell from D and D. You're welcome to have it. Yeah. And you get to uh, to have that for uh, for, their, uh, have, for the rest of your life. I have my player's Which, handbook right here, Rush. So amongst amongst just just to throw start throwing the net out there, things like bane, charm, person, feather fall, sleep, uh, illusory script. Those are all bard level ones. Clerics can do command, cure wounds, detect magic, guide a bolt, um, purify food and drink. Yeah, that might be real world uh, real world useful. Uh, animal friendship. Sounds- yeah right Ch- uh, yeah if not right if not if not moral charm person sounds sounds like a nice one to have in your back pocket um, I'll say you can pick three there's so many good ones you know people can pick up to three let us know what would be if real life if you could, if you could cast a level one or a cantrip what would, 
college pick. Ooh, Ray of Sickness. That, that's that's not very no, nice. Tens nice. Tensor's Floating Disc. You may as well just look it up just to see if, if you would like Tensor's Floating floating Disc uh, in your life. All right. Uh, we hope to talk to you soon. Bye-bye, everybody.